Well, did it ever get cold in Beijing? It's Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I'm Steven Sierski. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. And yeah, just like that, you know, you go away for vacation and it was decently okay in terms of temperature in Beijing and you come back and it's freezing. Temperatures dropping down to like one degree, zero degrees Celsius, one degree Celsius, zero degrees. Uh, and yeah, it's it's gone from sweater weather to winter jacket weather. In, in I guess it feels like overnight because we were away for a week or a, a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's, and the thing about the Beijing winters, it just gets really windy. So it's, it saps the... Uh, um, the heat from you, and <laughs> you just can't, you can't avoid it. Uh, you have to have a jacket with a hood on it, so it blocks the wind. If you don't, then uh, like even a toque or a, a, a hat or anything like that, it won't do a very good job of uh, blocking the wind. So yeah, and the sort of the worst thing about all of this is that the truly centralized heating. Doesn't turn on until the middle of November, or maybe maybe it's like the very beginning of November. Either way, we have a couple more weeks of apartments being rather frigid. So already, I'm wearing socks and slippers uh, just to keep warm. Um, but yeah, the uh, the floor is cold. You wake up, <laughs> you you get out of bed, and it's like the the temperature of the room just stings your skin. That's that's kind of how cold it's gotten. Now, to be fair, in a month, when they turn the heat on, I will then say it's so hot in my apartment because that's that's how it seems to work. You can even turn down the heat in your apartment, and it'll still be really hot. Uh, but yeah, so another couple weeks until centralized heating turns on, and uh, the uh, apartments will be livable once again. I am uploading more episodes from last week. I hope you're enjoying them and having a chance to listen through some of the sound clips I get. I think it's a neat idea to post the sound clips. Um, I know it seems a little bit odd to, to do that, but I think one of the things uh, that people might not be able to experience unless they're in the place is the sound. Uh, and I mean, you, you can see things on video, but unless the video, like the videographer or the filmmaker, whoever, um, leaves you know a couple seconds of a uh, of a scene up there to capture that sound then you don't really ever get the sound so i figured uh give you guys a few clips of what uh what it's like what you can hear when you're walking through places um and i'm you know honestly i'm not even sure if a lot of this is uh, maybe it's a short time thing short term thing because if how many clips can you upload of an airport or a train station and things like that, right? Or even the busy city streets. Oh, who knows? Maybe it's a new idea, maybe a new project. One clip every day, one one-minute clip every day of the sound of Beijing. Wouldn't that be neat? Don't you think so? Uh, maybe. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys are enjoying the sound clips. As, uh, I, I think they're kind of a neat addition. Uh, and they're very much made for the podcasting and for like the, this audio file. Uh, type of uh, listening rather than for video uh, or anything else. Um, my visa renewal program process is in the works, basically. So tomorrow I get to go to the PSB, the Public Security Bureau, Bureau I think. And uh, the, the result of this is that I get a little slip of 
a little yellow slip paper that um, is is it shows it should indicate to whoever asks that my passport is at the PSB being processed uh, for a new visa, new work permit, new work visa. But it's hit or miss on whether or not um, the uh, the clerks at the airport or the train station actually know what that thing is. Uh, and certainly don't lose it because it's, uh, it would be a pain in the ass to try to prove, like, why don't you have this yellow slip of paper? Um, you, know, there's, like, you say you have a passport that's at the PSB. Can you prove that? Well, no, because the piece of paper that I was supposed to use to prove it uh, has gone missing. You don't want to lose this piece of paper. It's uh, it's worse, almost worse than losing your passport, I would say. Uh, but that being the case, you have the uh, the the. the, the the staff that have to check these things, like check your tickets or check your identification, especially at the airport, and especially at airports outside of Beijing, more often than not, they sit there, they look at it, they have to call their manager over, manager comes over and looks and then goes, where's your passport? <laughs> That's supposed to indicate that I have a passport at the PSB in Beijing being under the visa renewal process. And yeah, it always takes a couple of minutes. It's it's always great to just stand out like a sore thumb. It's the fun that we get to have every uh, every year uh, as a uh, as an expat uh, person working, you know, as an expat here in Beijing. Now there are people who get longer term visas. There are people who have residence cards that don't have to go through the visa renewal process. I don't have a residence permit. Uh, sorry, I don't have a residence card. I do have a permit, but I do not have a card. The difference being that uh, the uh, permit just means that you're allowed to stay here, uh, but the uh, residence card means that you are you are residing in China for a long time, like a long period of time, and usually it's a ten-year card. Uh, and if I had one of those, then I wouldn't have to go through um, a visa renewal process, uh, and I would be able to work. Uh, like outside of my original work. At least that's how I understand it. I know someone's going to bark at me and say, well, no, that's not entirely true, but it it is... It, sorry, let me get this straight. You get hired by a company, you can only work for them. But if you have a residence permit, if your employment with that company falls through, so if I were to be let go, I would not have to leave the country to renew my visa which is what happens on my current visa, is that you have to leave and then come back, uh, like leave, apply for a visa, probably back in Canada, and then return to China. But with a, a residence card, uh, you are, like a, they call it a green card, basically. And that allows you to switch jobs pretty easily. Um, basically, it just means that you're living in China for an extended period of time and that you have similar rights to people who are long-term residents and or natives who were born here, but you, of course, don't have a passport or any of that sort of stuff. So, um, and those things, like those residence cards, those green cards, aren't entirely difficult to get, but they do have certain restrictions, uh, certain qualifications, certain criteria that you have to meet. Um, The last time I saw people applying for it was when, if you were to... If you were making 500,000 renminbi, so it's about $100,000 Canadian per year for four years in a row, for consecutively four years, then you could apply for one. 
uh, COVID kind of interrupted that uh, situation, that process for a lot of people, um, not just because they probably left, but also because they didn't make any money in 2020. Uh, other news, I guess, that's uh, hitting the uh, the webs, the interwebs, is that the new Ma- Apple MacBooks are out. Uh, I have been waiting for these. The, I mean, it's always kind of neat when MacBook, uh, when Apple releases new technology, uh, new computers. Uh, and the MacBooks, I guess they haven't really released. Uh, well, they didn't. Re- they, yeah, they did. They did release one last year, I guess. But they released um, a 16-inch and a 13-inch. This year is supposed to be even better. I was watching the, uh, the, the, uh, the presentation, the keynote. And yeah, they look pretty nice. The systems look pretty good. Uh, I checked on the Chinese website to, to see how much they would cost, and yeah, they're they're a pretty penny, and they're also not available just yet. It says something along the lines of um, they're not, they won't be released until they're approved, approved. But I'm not sure what that means, so I'm not sure if they have to go through some sort of vetting process. I'm sure they do because now that they're being sold with uh, the in-house Apple silicon chips like uh and i think it was the m1 max that uh i guess I, there's a new approval process that they have to go through to sell stuff in china the iphone is still sold in china i'm not and maybe they had the same issue with the uh the new iphones but i am not in the market for an iphone and uh but these macbooks i mean yeah so they're not entirely they're available but they're not available basically you can't even pre-order them in china as far as i can tell um, but you can pre-order them in the united states i did find it kind of interesting that with these uh, new chips they were boasting about it uh, and they look like pretty neat chips uh, that they're releasing uh, pretty powerful they have the m1 pro and then the m1 max so now max is better than pro uh, seems like a funny naming game that they're getting into. In addition to Apple releasing new uh, computers, DJI, uh, that is a Dajang uh, Industrials, uh, this is the drone maker. So they make uh, the Mavic and the uh, Ronin and things like that um, uh, drones. So I have the Mavic 2. It still takes very good photos and, and videos, so I, I'm not looking to upgrade it. But they do have three events listed in the next in the coming weeks, and uh, it is sort of rumored that they're going to release a new Mavic Pro 3. I'm not looking to upgrade for a few reasons, uh, one of which is that given the weight of these drones, if you're living in a city like Beijing, where like it takes you an hour and a half to get out of the city uh, on public transport. And if you were thinking of driving, that <laughs> presents a whole other host of problems. Um, unless you're on a routine basis going somewhere where you can fly these things, it doesn't make sense to have one when you uh, are or when you're in a city like this. Um, that being said, like the technology that they seem to be packing into it, it's going to be foldable. Uh, it's still going to be, I think it's going to be more than 250 grams, which means it has to be registered in a lot of places. Uh, but uh, it's going to have two cameras. It's going to probably have better um, object sensing as well, so it won't be able to crash in some of the blind spots that it has currently, which can be solved if you're just sort of aware of where, where it is and where you're flying next to. 
Um, I never did get to fly my drone in Chongqing or Chengdu. So, I mean, I'd be hesitant to be adding any more flying cameras to my arsenal. Uh, I'm happy enough with my, my GoPro, my cell phone, and the drone. You know, though, though that's more than enough uh, to capture most of my needs. Um, but speaking of which, it does seem that there is uh, an 8K, a move towards 8K now. And I'm not sure if uh, most people probably don't care, um, but like 4K seems to be nearing the end of its life cycle the the gopro 9 that i have and then i guess the recent one that they re, uh, just put out i think that's hit, that, that's shooting 5k uh natively so uh, whether or not the drones would have 8k at this point they might have 5k I, i'd imagine they would have 5k and i'm not sure if the iphone shoot 8k but my phone my phone does uh, so the Xiaomi phone that I have does shoot 8K. Uh, I don't know if it's mature technology yet. So it's uh, still, it's kind of like uh, the early DVD cameras that uh, they used to have or the early mini DV cameras where it looks, it's like, okay, I see where you're going with it, but the quality still isn't there. And you you can see like 4K video shot with today's cameras looks substantially better than 4K cameras. Uh, that were shot a few few years ago. So the technology just, uh, it does change just a little bit. That being said, how much technology do you actually need? Um, do, do you need 8K cameras? Do you need 4K cameras or 5K? Uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, tough to say. It's nice to have something that's a bit more future-proof than anything else um, that you can use for a few years. And if they are making a move towards 8K, that means they're going to be uh, using this for the next five or six years for the foreseeable future anyway so um, yeah other than that I'm going through the photos of my trip and some of the videos uh, so I'll be posting those soon uh, hopefully I'll be able to get those up onto Instagram shortly and I'm giving myself a limited time to get through these videos and these photos I've noticed the longer I put it off or like the more I think about it then the less likely it is to get together and get done. So now I just simply do as much as I can, as quickly as I can, and leave it at that. The rest gets archived. <laughs> so that's that. All right, guys, uh, I'll leave it there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Head on over to my uh, website, stephensersky.com. Check out the show notes. I have posted, uh, I've updated the audio blog section, so uh, the uh, most recent episodes are all up there for your listening pleasure. Hope you're doing well. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.